You're listening to The Fortitude Project, a podcast where we discuss all the things to help you become a more capable human being. Welcome back to another episode. Um, I'm here with Trevor, and today we're talking about the mindset mindset of success. Mindset. Yeah, mind <laughs> of success, both in the gym and, and outside, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like anything that you can apply in the gym, you could apply outside in terms of, uh, you know, building the habits yeah. towards success. Yeah, and do we want to give them a quick rundown of what we'll be covering today or kind of just get straight into it or? Oh, you know, we'll, so we'll just go going over a couple of the standout kind of um, uh, topics and the things that we see as coaches yeah. around what develops success because, you know, it's not just talent. It's not just, we're not, we're not, necessarily, we're not necessarily, I can't speak either today either. <laughs> we're not necessarily just born with it, it's a, it's a skill, mm-hmm. right, to be successful. I agree. Yeah. We will go more into that skill later on. But for the moment, let's talk about realistically a few of the standouts you said that are required for success. So what do successful people you see generally do? So one of the things that, that I find, oh, well, I know it applies to all of it. Um, the baseline is adherence. So it's not necessarily something that everybody, that, that they do, but it's, it's, I guess, it's a habitual thing. Like they will constantly be be working towards whatever their goal is um you know uh as i said inside or outside of the gym so adherence is probably one of if not the number one factor for it if you can't stick to it uh if you can't stick to have a really uh, concerted effort at whatever journey you're on then you can kind of it's gonna be super hard for you along the way you know yeah yeah can i can i ask is there a difference between adherence and consistency or are they kind of interchangeable words or uh, adherence and consistency you could be, they're probably interchangeable but i think they have slight kind of because like when i think about it when i when i think of the word adherence that that to me is like i'm doing everything given to you every time you tell me to right whereas consistency is you could be coming to the gym but half-assing and not really doing what the coach sets or kind of making it up as they go would that still be counted as adherence yeah yeah definitely look so um adherence is are you able to adhere to the journey yeah right consistency would be something more along the lines of what are you doing on a regular basis right okay on a day-to-day basis right so uh if if anybody's heard of precision nutrition they're uh quite a well-known uh nutrition educational company um worldwide and they've got thousands of data points around what's successful for uh, for people on their you know weight loss journey or health journey, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, you know, and they did they did surveys for this, and what they found was even fifty percent of adherence led to some sort of result. So let's just say I'm using hypothetical, arbitrary numbers here. All right. So let's just say somebody wanted to lose ten kilos if they achieved 50% of what was set for them by the coach, then they would potentially lose three kilos. Yeah. All right, anywhere between 15 and 75%, then they'd lose, you know, maybe six to seven kilos, and then uh, um, 75 and beyond, then you're, you're looking at the upper, up in the upper echelon of the numbers there, yeah. right? The so it's a, it's a spectrum, right? So depending on how much you adhere, the results you'll get will like vary. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, one thing with that as well is, uh, you know, adherence isn't necessarily just doing the things that you think you need to do, it's doing the things that you need to do, right? Please explain. So it's like what you said, you know, if, 
if for example a coach gives you a, a workout to do on the day oh, yeah, okay. but you only do the things that you enjoy doing you're probably missing out on the things that are going to be most beneficial for you if you're doing that on a consistent basis yeah. right so if you need to be you know good at um, cardio but you keep on doing strength training and you keep missing all the cardio sessions then guess what you're not going to get any better at cardio yeah. and vice versa 100%. right yeah because a lot of people think oh if i sweat then i'm going to get the results that i want yeah. so i just need to do the sweat piece and then the rest of it I can kind of half ass. And people have actually said to me in the past, like, you know, oh, I'm saving, I'm saving the straight, like I'm saving my energy for the last bit. I'm like, why are you doing that for? I'm like, it's all part and parcel of it. You put effort across the whole workout, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, you know, adherence and consistency can be interchanged. The better you can adhere to your the journey, the, the journey overall, yeah, and each little section of that journey, then the more successful you're gonna be, yeah. right? But then you've got to do it regularly on a day-to-day basis yeah you can't you know uh do a training session once or you know one training session a week and then uh, three another week and then two the week after that and one the week after that and expect that you're going to get results it's not going to happen yeah right? agreed yeah awesome all right so that was one standout key point give us one second trevor's just run off to do something and he's back all right so we were talking about adherence being one thing. I think the second thing we were going to talk about was knowing what you want to do, right? Knowing what you want yeah. out of the journey. Yeah. So uh, I think this is where a lot of people get kind of confused, right? You, we really need to know why, like, what is the underlying reasons that we're on, that we're, that we're aiming for success, right? So, you know, let's use an example outside of the gym. If you want to make a million dollars and a million dollars is in your head, that's the number you want to make. Know why you want to make that million dollars, right? Like, I think a lot of people will just throw some sort of number out there and be like, that's what I need to get. Yeah. You know, people will come in and be like, oh, I need to lose 10 kilos. Like, why 10 kilos? The number just sounds right. Yeah. And then when they get to that 10 kilo and things aren't the way that they perceive it's going to be, then all of a sudden it's like, it's demotivating or even as you start to get closer to it, right? Like. If you get halfway through and you get like five, if you lose five kilos and you're not where you don't look like the way you expected to look like, well, you're gonna get a little bit demotivated because it's be like I've done all this and this is all that's all I've gotten out of it, right? Yeah. Um, and the same thing with like you know trying to earn a million dollars. You can earn a million dollars, but you get these billionaires and stuff like that who who have all this money and they look back in their life after and they're like I made all this money but I didn't really have anything to show for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, like really knowing knowing w- w- what you want, knowing why you want it, um, you know, allows you to plan out. Yeah, so it sounds as if you want us to be results driven, is that, is that my, am I correct there or? Yeah, yeah, so, you know, just to clarify, you know, we do want to have that results driven kind of mentality. Yeah. But we want to be process focused, yeah. right? And I think people can be sitting there going, "What the hell are you talking about? It's the same thing, or it's kind yeah. of, you know, it's kind of productive." So results driven is basically, I like to, th- I, I can't remember where I heard it from, but uh, it's called a northern star. Okay. Right. So the idea of the northern star is that once upon a time, before they had um, compasses and stuff like that, the northern star was what people used to direct where they were going um, at night. Yeah. Right, so people would know where, you know, would be. So quick, quick uh, rundown. The Northern Star is an axis out of space, part of the Northern Hemisphere that people use to gauge directions. That's right. 
yeah. right? So, you know, uh, and at night, there's no sun, so you can't tell where east and west is. So they use the Northern Star as their, as their way of, of navigating through the night, right? Yeah. So knowing what your Northern Star is, that's results driven. So okay. you know what the end result that you want is, but you still want to be process focused. So you need to understand what's the process that's required to get to that end result. Yeah. And knowing, doing those step by step by step yeah. by step. And it's not clear all the time. I think we expect it to have this really clear linear route, but it's not, you know, like shit happens in our lives and uh, things change. But at least if we know what that kind of end goal is and we're striving towards it, we know why we want to do it, you're, you're setting yourself up for success. Yeah, I all agree. Right? So again, all the things that we're talking about here doesn't necessarily mean that having that is going to be the uh like you get everything and you, you can tick off all these boxes yeah. and all of a sudden all of it's going to happen because you still have to put some sort of action to it and you've still got to have uh some sort of grittiness to yeah. to push through uh but you know you, you need to have these kind of these elements in your journey to increase your chances of success yeah, yeah. cool awesome man um let's quickly talk about priorities and prioritizing for, for success and how one would do that? So, I mean, if you have a look at, if you have a look at the people that are super successful, they're successful at one specific um, kind theme. of theme or topic, right? Yeah. And what, what these people tend to be able to do really well is they, they're able to prioritize what's important for them, right? So, uh, one person that I like to look towards is a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. All right. Uh, to those who don't know who he is, he's a quite successful digital marketer who basically, uh, he, he, I think the company's worth $45 million now and his net worth... His s- net worth is $200 million. $200 million. Holy shit. Yeah, That's right. a lot of money. Yeah, right. So his net worth is $200 million. Um, his, uh, his company is called um, Vayner... Give me one second. What's it called now? Vaynerchuk Media? Yeah, Media or something like that, Vaynerchuk Media. So that's worth like 45 million or something like that, yeah, last, something like last that. I heard. Um, but yeah, so he talks about how, you know, in his 20s... 160 million. 160, there you go, so it's gone up. So uh, he, they talk, he talks about, you know, in his 20s and that, he worked um, in his dad's uh, liquor, shop, in liquor store and he took a, uh, you know, 500 thousand dollar turnover company and when he after three or four years he uh, it was turning over like four million or something right so and he said you know while his friends were all going down to the beach and partying all weekend and stuff like he was working but that's why he's worth 200 200 million yeah 200 million 200 he's why he's worth 200 million now yeah because that was his focus and you know he's he's he knowing what he wants he wants to buy the new york jets yeah all right, so everything revolves around that. His whole journey, everything he does revolves around, around that. Um, to the de- admittedly, it's to the detriment of his health. Uh, yeah, I agree. I feel like it's, it's important to be greedy and prioritize, but there's a point where it, it becomes like, like the whole idea of like hustler, live 24 seven, entrepreneurial life, that shits me sometimes, bro. Like people need to sleep. Yeah, definitely. Look, there's a, it, it's, it's very interesting that there's a term balance. Yeah. But what is balance? Yeah. Right? Does balance mean that you take 
four days off doing the things that you need to because you need to find balance and that's four days out of three yeah. out, of, out of seven sorry um, well then a it's going to take you a very long time to achieve what you want to achieve um, so really understanding the priorities of, of what you want to get to yeah right? like um, speaking from personal experience when I went to Kokora camp uh, you know uh, Amanda got me the ticket in December uh, 2016 uh, and I said to her, right, you know, once I got the ticket, I'm like, I hope you understand exactly what's going to be happening this next year, right? Because we're running the business. We had the, the, we had the two boys, you know, they were they were going to be turning three in, in 2017. Um, so, you know, like I mentioned to her, like, this is going to be, this is not just a, I'm going to train three days a week and, and an hour a day and I'm going to kind of get through it kind of thing because it was a lot of money to go over there and whatnot. Yeah. So a lot of the... Uh, everything else had to drop off yeah right and that included the tension that I had in the business as well um, but for that to be successful like that's what they that's, need, what, that, needed that's what needed to happen right um, so yeah true like really understanding what your what your priorities are why you want to do it yeah uh, you know becomes becomes super important um, you know it sounds like a key characteristic keeps coming up in Gary Vaynerchuk yourself and these people that you're mentioning, dude, and it sounds something along the lines of uh, a little bit of grittiness, Trevor, like a little bit of perseverance. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, uh, how do you define grittiness? What would you What would you consider? Oh, I think grittiness is like living for tomorrow, and I, I should explain. But it's 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 living your life like a marathon instead of a hundred meter sprint. It's it's knowing that. Picking eight hours to nine hours of sleep over going out to have a few beers is what you need to do at the moment to reach your 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 end goal, whatever that is. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, in a in a society where everything is where everybody's got everything and everything's so accessible and there's so much abundance, we still we, we strive so much for things that really don't take us to where we want to get to. Yeah, man. Right? Like, you know, um, I completely understand the Gary Vee perspective of like, all right, he was working his ass off and he let his health become, uh, you know, take a third, fourth, fifth seat to where he wanted to get to because his end goal from the get-go has always been buy the New York Jets, Yeah. right? And you can't, you can't argue with that, right? Like if that's his goal, he's determined that his health is not relevant or is not that important with that. You know, now he's just turned 43 or something like that. He's starting to, well, three years ago, he started to really work on that a little bit more um but you know that's that's their priority yeah you know and the same thing applies you know another example is bodybuilders like bodybuilders will cut out their social life um will significantly reduce the amount of foods that they have they'll have a super um restrictive restrictive like lifestyle but that's that's what they want to get out of it yeah you know and that's the challenge that's what the success is yeah, you man. know like for whatever reason that may be you know i don't think bodybuilding is the healthiest endeavor but long term long term yeah, yeah long term definitely not but you know what if if that's what makes you feel a sense of achievement and success in whatever realm you feel given for the right reason yeah then do you feel that way dude because that's like that's similar to like when athletes or like when individuals that compete in sport competitively get tied to the fact that they're an athlete and then let's say they they get injured or something, right? And then that injury stops them from doing 
what they were meant to do, be yep. an athlete, and yep. then like everything falls apart for them. Yeah, and I guess that's a that's a self reflection piece. Yeah. Right. Like, you've got to understand that you know that if anything goes wrong, this is this is where this is the situation you're going to be in, and really be honest about that. I think yeah. a lot of people go down this path and think that it's um, you know in both in both ways. Like they think that one the the journey is going to be easier than what it actually is. And two, uh, that like the ramifications of the downfall is how can you say it? like isn't as impactful. Yeah. Right. So you know, understand that whatever journey you're going to go on, whatever you're going to prioritize, that's really and truly what you want out of everything. Yeah. Right. And it's really and truly what you're willing to give up amongst everything else yeah you know? I was um, I was looking up some stuff about a professor her name's uh, Professor Angela Lee Duckworth have yeah. you heard anything about her yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm yeah. currently reading I'm currently listening to her book Grit yeah is what I asked for awesome so, yeah. so do you, do you want to hear some, some cool facts about yeah. her and what she did yep so, so she started off uh, as a teacher in upstate New York ended up in psychology because she um, really wanted to understand the brain and, and why certain people were successful and why certain people weren't successful. Um, what she then did is she went to West Point, which is like the highest ranking military school in the States. Yep. They went to jails, they went to Harvard, they went to Stanford, they went to this very, all these very prestigious places. They went to the National Spelling Bee, they went to all these competitive places, right? And tried to predict who would be successful and, and who wouldn't be successful, who would make it on to the further stages, or like who would stay the longest and that kind of stuff, right? And and one characteristic that she kept on finding that would come up is this grittiness. Mm-hmm. It's it's the its ability to persevere and and know the 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 end goal and know what they need to do in the moment and every day until they reach that goal. Yeah. Um, even when they they compared it to like socioeconomic status, uh, like geographical location, like all these things that you would imagine that throws it off yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Not at all. So I think that's like super cool. That's yeah, super I mean, interesting. If you, uh, if you've ever grown up in a kind of sporting environment, you would have seen it, yeah. right? Like, um, I I feel that around here, Southwest Sydney, we've got some of the best soccer players, you know, because yeah. it was so multicultural. And especially when I was growing up, like we had everything: we had Brazilians, we had Italians, we had, you know, uh, Serbians, like just the whole range of nationalities that were, they were just good soccer players, yeah. right? Um, and you'd see it like the most talented individuals that you could see like progressing onto national teams and making it to these high levels of sport just just don't get anywhere you know we see guys who can like you know put the ball into a five cent coin so they'd kick a ball and they'd be able to hit a five cent coin like you know 50 meters away they were just so accurate but they were just lazy yeah right so they that that you know they didn't want to persevere they didn't want to do all the things that needed to be done um, and it's were they lazy or did they have the wrong mindset? No, well, it, it, I mean, like I, I'd say they're both. Those are two different kind of uh, elements okay. that were part of it, right? Like, yeah. yeah, they were they were lazy because they didn't have the right mindset. Yeah. But in essence, you know, I literally had people who just wouldn't run. Yeah. At okay. All, do you know, like, and they just relied so much on that one specific thing. Um, but yeah, like definitely the grittiness. Uh, then there were other people who weren't so talented that were just workhorses. Yeah. Just constantly like doing the extra work, 
you know, doing the, the little things, like focusing on those little things. And they didn't have that, you know, that, that top 20, top 10% kind of special touch. Yeah. But they did everything at 80% phenomenally. Yeah. And that's what made them reach to the next level. Yeah. You know, so yeah, definitely like, uh, you know, Angela Duckworth was speaking about it, you know, about the West Point, um, yep. the West Point uh, Academy. Academy. And I think off the top of my head, the the course is like six weeks or something like that. West Point? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, was, it was something like that. And, you know, part of it was they, they, did, in the, they did the questionnaire of the, of the cadets beforehand. Yeah. And that's how they found it. They found that they had all those, all these kind of uh, rankings on on how capable and competent these people, these kids were. Yeah. And there was this, there was like one or two uh, questions that they had, and the, the, the determination of what that answer was was the likelihood of them going yeah. moving on to the next level. Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, like talent is is completely it's completely relevant. relevant. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, I honestly. I might be wrong, but like I honestly feel like there's an inverse relationship, dude. The the you you see a fair few people that are talented and are really like gritty as well, but most of the people that are talented just fall back on the fact that they're talented and like effort wise, it's like way less than the individuals that supposedly have no talent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. all the time. Yeah. All right, guys. So we had a little bit of technical difficulties. Um, this is what happens when you use a Mac. Oh, okay. All right, I definitely suggest guys go out buy a PC or a laptop rather than a Mac. All right, they're much more reliable. All right, bro, whatever. <laughs> but we were talking about the growth versus fixed mindset. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, two aspects of the uh, of sorry, one aspect, two different perspectives. Yeah. Uh, failure. So how we perceive failure. Right. Um, so somebody with a growth mindset will see failure as an opportunity. Uh, someone with a fixed mindset uh, sees that as a limit of their abilities, yeah. right? So failure as a limit of their abilities. So um, what are your thoughts on that, Aaron? I would say that it's definitely something that I've experienced, dude. For a long time, I felt like my ability was some sort of innate thing that I was born with that I couldn't be changed. Um, and whether that was kind of, I don't know, our education system or my parents, but like it was something. Um, and after being challenged more and, and putting myself into situations that like are uncomfortable and like coming out fine and like doing better, I think I've been able to tr transition into a more growth mindset. I think it's definitely one that most people should like look at or like read into because it's something that would be beneficial for most individuals. Yeah. And we, you know, we touched on the skill of success yeah. and I, you know, I'd say this is definitely where, it, where a start of it would be. Uh, you know, you mentioned that there could have been the education system that developed it into here. From observation, what, what I'm finding is that it's, it's more of a cultural thing yeah. overall, right? Like we're so scared of failing. Okay, that's true. Right? Like we're so scared of failing and it's not necessarily just like a limitation on capabilities piece, but it, you know, we're scared of failing because uh, of how we're gonna look, yeah. You know, we're scared of failing because of an ego thing. Yeah. You know, there's it's multifaceted. But the people who uh, who fail a lot, but are able to pick themselves up and keep on going, are the ones that tend to be successful. Yeah. Right? Like, there's that uh, who came up with electricity? What's his name again? Thomas Edison. Or Thomas I Edison? think it's Thomas Edison. Yeah. And he had, you know, he had a thousand tests or something like that. And his, his mantra was like, 
uh, I just found another way that it didn't work. Yeah, that's true, right? Right. Another so, way that, yeah, that's, that's just what he said. Yeah, all right. So it's another way. So uh, it's just failure was an opportunity to see how something, how I can't do that anymore. I need to do yeah. it a different way, you know? Uh, so, yes, yeah, starting to, to, the skill of starting to look at everything as, as an opportunity. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a really cool concept called neural plasticity, and it basically, it's the, the science behind why we aren't innately like smart or stupid and that we can transition, right? It's because science says that like, even though we have neurons in our brains and like technically we can't grow new neurons or stuff like that, but they, they can remodel and form different stuff or like do a different function, right? Um, the biggest example are those individuals that have strokes or cancers or things that have to be removed, like big parts of their brains that have to be removed. And then somehow the areas around that area have picked up the function that's lost by oh, that wow. area, right? That's cool. Yeah, that's super, super cool. Yeah. It's, it's individuals that have uh, broker's aphasia. So there's, a, there's an area in the brain that when you damage, you have a difficult time saying words. You can think it in your head, but when you say it, it just comes out wrong. And after time and after speech therapy, everything around that area picks it up and you can't even tell the difference anymore. If yeah. you guys really want to see that, go ahead and YouTube Broker's Aphasia and you'll be able to see that. Broker's Aphasia. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really cool stuff. I'm in terms of like sport though, I think this neuroplasticity concept basically shows us that like you're not innately stupid or innately smart. Wherever you are, you're able to move up or down the spectrum depending on what your goals are. Yeah, definitely. Look, I think you never know until you try. Yeah. Right? Like imagine if you were, imagine as a, as a, as a toddler, you, you got up and you tried to walk and you fell over and, and you hurt yourself and then you decided to well, never get up again yeah right like that's it you never walk ever again yeah right like and you know this is where those you see all those inspirational kind of videos of people with no limbs and uh, you know and you know some sort of disabilities or, or something along those lines and just doing the most amazing things do you know and it, it's it's because of that that mindset that they have yeah, dude, so just before we forget, before we were talking about fear of failure, just then you said that like if we were babies and we fell and we didn't get up again, we would never learn to walk, yeah. right? So is this fear of failure conditioned? Like as babies, we weren't scared, no, right? It's 100% it's conditioned. This yeah. would say it's a cultural thing, right? You know, growing up, our parents always said to us, don't fail exams. Yeah. Don't, and like when you start to think of it a little bit better it's you know beyond the scope of a specific mark for an exam it's not don't fail it's don't fail an exam it's do your best and learn from whatever the yeah. result is whether it's good or bad because you can even even when it's good you can always like definitely revel in the success that you've had but there always there's always something to learn from it yeah all right like um yeah and it, it is it's conditioned yeah it's conditioned we're, we're, we're taught like we're taught that when people say no, it's a bad thing. Yeah. You know, we're taught that, like I said, like if you fail at something, if you get a bad mark, that those, those are the limitations of your, you know, not limitations of your capabilities, but those are the, those, uh, those scores are what rank you. Yeah. Right? But it, it doesn't necessarily mean like th that in any way. Yeah. You know, somebody might be, you might be great at, I don't know, uh, drawing yeah but you're you're absolutely shithouse at doing mathematics and if somebody keeps telling you you need to be good at mathematics and tie something to that we'll start tying ourselves to that but you can be this amazing artist you could be the next van gogh yeah all right
I think um, we were just talking about uh, it, and it came to my brain. But like, I have I have a nephew, and then as a child, he had all these aspirations to be like all these like cool things and like astronaut and blah blah blah. But as he kind of grew up, and as kind of like society and everything kind of like conditions him and pushes things on him, he's like, oh yeah, I want to do this. And it's like something that like he used to say he wants to be Spider Man and Ben Ten and all yeah, these yeah. like really really like cool childish things, right? And now it's like. I don't know what I want to do. You went from like having all these ideas and then society is like, no, nah, you have to do this or you have to be this. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a, th- uh, we, it's interesting. We have such, and it goes again, again into the priority piece, right? We have this perception that we're so limited on time. Yeah. Right. And that we're going to be set so far back if, um, if we don't do the things that we need to do right at this moment to achieve everything. Yeah. Right. And that's, and I think that's a huge thing. Like, we want to try and achieve everything, and in doing so, we inevitably achieve nothing. Yeah. Right. Like, tell people they say I want to pay off my home loan. Tell people, okay, cool. Don't go, don't go buy alcohol for the whole year. Don't go out for the whole year, and you're gonna save, you're gonna save a lot of money. Yeah. It blows their mind. What's one year? Yeah. Right. Like, what's what's one year in the big scheme of things? Right. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, talking about. Um, Let's, let's go into the gym talking about weight loss for example right okay well somebody comes and you know they, they want to lose weight stick to a specific diet for a year yeah just for a year do you know like find make sure it's well rounded enough that you're not going to be deficient in anything when I say deficient I mean macro and micronutrient deficient anything that's going to cause you health issues down the track but you're not going to die if you don't eat chocolate for a year yeah you're not going to die if you don't eat bread for a year right like you're not gonna die if you don't have if you don't have soft drinks for a year. Yeah. Like I'm not saying do it forever, but just try it. Yeah. You know, like you're not like uh, say no to to all the all these social events that make you go out and drink alcohol, right? The ones the people who are like understand who you are and are really looking out for you will understand. Yeah, man. If you say to them, look, for this year I'm like cutting everything off and I mean it. Like I really want to achieve this. Yep. Cool. I back you 100% on this, right? And you give them their reasons and whatever else, they'll back you. The ones who are like always trying to pull you to come out and don't understand and call you names and all that kind of stuff, guess yeah. what? They're probably not people that you want to be hanging around with. Agreed. They're not conducive to what you want to get out of life. Yeah. You know? Um, and just a bit of a sidetrack here. And, and this is where, you know, I guess my people that I've talked to, I, I mentioned, I'm like, you are the, you are the combination of the people that you hang around. If all the people around you are gonna be eating unhealthy and they're gonna keep pushing you to eat unhealthy, guess what? You're more than likely gonna end up doing the same thing. Yeah. Whereas in the opposite end of the spectrum, if they're all being if they're all being healthy, right? And I use the term very loosely when I say healthy, I mean making healthier choices yeah. for longevity and whatnot, then you're more likely gonna be healthy. Alright? If all your friends you know, if your friends are going to the pub on a Sunday on a Sunday morning, Versus your friends go for a your other friends go for a hike. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're probably going to be more healthy if you go to the people with the people on the hike. Yeah. You're probably going to be uh, less healthy if you're going to go with the people to the pub every weekend. Right. So that's that's an example of it. Nothing wrong with that. There, there, there's neither right or wrong, but it depends on where you want to kind of flow. Yeah. If you want to go to the pub every weekend, fantastic. Go to the yeah. pub every Just weekend. Just know that if you do that, like weight loss probably isn't going to happen, right? And this is going to be significantly more challenging than what you want. Yeah. All right. So again, that, that's where the priorities kind of lie. When you start to, to know, okay, this is what I want. These are the, 
these are the, I guess, the, the boundaries and the structure that I need to create in order to have what I want. Yeah. And you just you create your priorities out of that. Yeah. You know? So this is going to be a tangent as well. You said something about time before, and yeah. I wanted to quickly chat about, like, I was reading something really, really cool about perception of time. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on perception of time? Or maybe I should just go straight into you, it. Uh, you, need, you probably need to... Okay, okay. So more. I was reading a study uh, earlier this week saying that males and females have a different perception of time. 100%. Yeah? But it was so, it's so funny, right? Like, they, they used analogies and said, like, you have a 500 ml cup of water, mm-hmm. and males feel like to fill the cup, they need to put 300 mils in, okay. and females try to use, fill a liter in a 500 meter cup. <laughs> Basically saying they try to fit, like, an hour's worth of work in, like, 10 minutes, whereas a guy will try to fit like 10 minutes or like maybe a little bit less yeah. in 10 minutes, in 10 right? Minutes. Okay, okay. So, so like your perception of time affects like the success that you, like it's, if you tie like, dude, I don't know how to say this. It makes sense in my head. Like, let me think about this for yeah, a second. Yeah, okay. You know, let's go on another rabbit hole on this, on this then. But like, you know, when you start to think about it, me and Boris were talking about it the other day, like, you know, time is just a construct of humans. Yeah, it right? is, right? It's, even now we're going really deep in this one, right? <laughs> But it, it's like, like when you think about it, like why, why, why is an hour an hour? Yeah. Why is a minute a minute? Why is a week a week? Right. I thought about these questions a lot. Right. And you look at it like you know what blows my mind is you're like okay the calendar is, um, you know you know January to December, and each month has a different amount of days in there. Why does it have a different amount of days in there? And there probably is some scientific kind of reason there, for there it definitely to is. do with the moon and yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But we don't go by the moon anymore. We don't go by a lunar calendar. Yeah. Right? We go by the Greco, Greco, I don't something know, like that. Right? Don't, yeah, don't Gretchen, know, calendar or whatever. Um, but it's just like, it's a complete construct. Yeah. Right? So, you know, when you start to think about it, I'm going to say here. Go. You know, breakfast. Yeah. All right? All you're doing is eating when you wake up. It's yeah. Got nothing you're to breaking do. your fast. You're breaking your fast, literally, which is where the, where the kind of term comes from. Why does it have to be cereal and milk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it have to be eggs and toast? Like it doesn't have to be. It can yeah, be that's whatever right. the hell you want it to do because you're eating, right? Like, could it be a steak? It can be. Yeah, it can be a steak. It can be pasta if, if you want to. Be. It can be rice. It can be ice cream. Right? I'm not condoning any of this kind of stuff. <laughs> but I'm just saying it could be, right? Um, but it, again, it's just a contract. So when you start to see things like that, it's like, why can't I do the things that I want to do? Yeah. In terms of being yes, you know, that's it, right? Perception of time, yeah. fitting in what you need to do, cool, yeah, right? In in terms of doing what doing what you want, right? Yeah. Why can't I take a take a year out to uh, to go and and say no to overtime at work? Right. Obviously, make sure you're getting enough money for for your life and whatever else, and for your family, and whatever. But like, why do you have to say no to that? Yeah. You know, why can't you say no to that? Yeah. Why can't you work sixteen hour days, you know, and have six hours sleep? I really love my sleep, so that's a priority yeah. for me. Kind of thing anybody knows, um, but yeah, why can't you have sixteen-hour days and, yeah. and you know six hours sleep? Why do you have to have social media? You don't have to do any of these kind of things. You choose to do it. Oh, well, on that, is social media conducive to your success? Oh, please don't even get me started. What happens if I'm an influencer and like oh. I need my social media and people want my discount codes uh, and my beauty programs? Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. If you're an influencer, <laughs> if you're an influencer, it's more of an ego thing more than anything else. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, that's. He's <laughs> so, lost for words, yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People who I've talked to about social media know my kind of stance yeah. already, right? Like. It is 
for what it was initially developed for, take out the, the whole Mark Zuckerberg Facebook yeah. aspect of things, but it connected people around the world. But now people are just, were so connected to it that uh, we've lost connections. Yeah. We've lost time. Yeah. You know, like it, it becomes a problem when all of a sudden people are like, we have to have apps to figure out how, why we're using it so much. Yeah. Apps to tell you how much you're using the app. Yeah. It, it, I was listening to, um, oh, what is it? Uh, 96.9 or whatever it is. I don't listen to the radio very much. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember what their names are. Uh, 96.9? Yeah. I don't know. I know 96.1. Yeah, it could be 96.1 actually. Uh, Emma and yeah, Mikey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mikey and Emma. And one of the comments was, if uh, if you met someone and you really struck it up with them, you know, this was a conversation that they had, if you met someone and you really struck it up with them and they didn't have social media, Ooh. would you continue seeing them? And they were like, no, I would not. Like, no, you, how do you know? That they're real. How yeah, do how do you know, know like, they're real? How do you know they're telling them? Like, for thousands of years before a mobile phone was invented, that's how life went on. No, this is true though. Right? Like for thousands of years before, you didn't know anything about the person. You just trusted on a connection, on a discussion and talking to people. You didn't, you didn't rely on having too much of a uh, uh, um, pre-existing uh, perception of them. And you just like enjoy the flow and just let it go, right? But now people are like, Oh, if they don't have Instagram and social media, how do I know if, if they have family? How do I know? Find that out from them. Yeah. That's that's the chase. That's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. Like, less swiping right. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> right? Wait, for, okay. for people, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like less, yeah. Go so, on. all right. So, we're talking about social media, right? I have a conspiracy theory about social media. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So, I have a... <laughs> that it's some, like... Social media was created by some, like, super smart, like... AI and that's how they're gathering all our data points. Like, hey man, like, like the Cambridge Analytica like issue, yeah, this issue right? like made me even like more yeah. sure that this so, shit's like a thing. Um, what was what's, what what the greatest hack? Yeah, the greatest hack, right? So if you haven't watched it, go watch the greatest hack on Netflix. Dude, that one me that made me want to delete everything as yeah. soon as I was done. Like, yeah, like you're being influenced by by these kind of things, right? Like, <laughs> um, who was I talking to the other day? We were talking about uh, they went they went to a club on the weekend. They went to a gay club on the weekend. We were trying to figure out what the name of this gay club was, and I'm like, oh, I'll use my phone and I'll type it into my phone. Oh. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> Facebook's just going to show stuff about you know yeah, yeah. All, all that kind of topics. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah. it's just like it's just interesting. Like you think about that, it's like that's what's going to pop up on my phone now. Yeah. Do you know? Um, and yeah, but you you know what? You're not far from it. Like you're going to go down conspiracy routes. You know the uh, they looked. If you ever, if you haven't seen it, um, and you're interested in conspiracy theories, I'm and all totally it, interested. Tell yeah, me. go watch Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Yeah, okay. you haven't seen it yet. No. Oh man, that is gonna blow your mind. Okay. I think we should do a podcast just on that one. Okay. Once you watched it, right? <laughs> um, so the one of the themes of it is like why everything is the way it is and whatnot, and what's like the story with like September 11 and money oh, and the, well. the financial, the yeah. way the financial markets work and all that. And it came down to the point that. Uh, uh, I can't remember what his name was, but he was a, he was a director or a producer or something like that, and he was like quite high level, and he got he was able to interact with the Roth the Rothschilds, right? Yeah. So do you know who the Rothschilds are? No, nope. uh, So the Rothschilds is allegedly um, one of the rulers of the of the world. Oh, okay. Right? Like they're the ones that like pull all the strings and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, and you know, he said on on uh, on it, he's like he went he went to talk to you know he interacted with them. He was, went out to their parties and all that kind of stuff. And he got to speaking to one of them, and they're like, you know, he's like, what's the what's the grand scheme of things? And he's like, the grand scheme is to get everybody chipped, right? So they know like they know to the extent of like what's uh, what's well, you know what you're thinking, it's what you're spending, yeah, what you're spending all your money on. What, how you're... Dude, you know, I get stressed out swiping my everyday rewards card because, like, I feel like Woolworths is going to track no. my, like, yeah, groceries. Yeah, have a look, have a look at, have a look at, the, at what they start emailing you. Yeah, I've seen it, man. Right? Like, I bought, like, windscreen thingy once and yeah. they're sending me all these deals about it. Yeah, like, car cleaning and all that kind yeah. of stuff, right? Yeah, and that's the thing, like, um, I know before I left uh, uh, Westwood, I don't even know if they had it, but there was, they were talking about implementing... Um, uh, you know what they did actually the, the Westville app and what the idea was that whenever you walk around like the shopping no center way. it would just pop like it would pop up and say oh. hey these are the latest deals and all that kind of stuff at this shop and that's what they are going to track you around no the well it world. does right if you've got your GPS oh, yeah, on it is. it's going to track you yeah right like once upon a time if you look at like the the, um, the evolution of shopping centers like they they tracked the, the, the minimum amount of thing that they were able to track was how many people were walking through the doors, yeah. at which doors, That's at which right. entrances and all that kind of stuff, right? But now they've got things that uh, can track, you know, the whole wise because it's all on your phone. Yeah, dude. You know? So like, Ikea does that, right? Ikea tracks. So before they opened up their stores, they used technology to track one store and see like where people were walking and how they could change the layout to make people stay in there for longer and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. I think that's super like... I don't know, that's weird, man. Like, how do they use placement to make me stay in the store longer? Well, that's the whole idea. The more, the longer you are in a store, the more likely. Yeah, you're gonna buy, they, right? They're just probably why they make the design it the way they do. Yeah, right? they do. They make it confusing. You know how many times I get lost taking these stupid <laughs> shortcuts? They have a sign and they're like shortcut. I take it and I end up back at the store. It's like entrance. Shit. How do they <laughs> scam? But that's that's the thing, right? Like. um I don't know what this has to do with mindset. That's success. fine. It's right. Everyone wants to hear us rant anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, man. We're being watched. All right, hundred percent, we're being watched. <laughs> so before we just do it any more rants, how about we sum up uh, Dr. Carol Dwyer's work on growth versus m- fixed mindset? Yeah, yeah. So. so she has a few points. So basically, from her research, a few very clear lessons came out that mindset can have a huge impact on success for both athletes and everyday individuals, whether that was at West Point, whether that was at like a spelling bee or at Stanford, right? Yeah. Um, right are we talking about uh, gritty, grit? Or? No, we're talking about like growth mindset. Oh, growth mindset. But, yeah. yeah, by Carol Dweck, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, okay. And that mindset can be learned, improved and developed. So it's not innate, it's not static, it's dynamic, right? Um, educating players and individuals on the two types of mindset will help them understand and tra- transition better. So basically saying individuals that have an understanding of like the idea or the principle of mindset and how that it can be changed have a more a better likelihood of being able to switch between them. Yeah, okay. That makes sense? Yeah. And the final one is the the praise given to individuals is crucial. Praise given to individuals. Which I don't really understand, but Praise given to individuals. So as in when they've failed, yeah. we praise them on the failure? Okay. Is that yeah. what they're trying to say? That's what I assume, like, good try. Yeah. Right, like, um, as opposed to, like, a negative context. Right, like, right, not, right. You know, that, that's not good enough, whatever, right? Like, good try, and then put a learning, I'd, I'd say probably, put a learning attached to that. How can we do that better? What can we do better? Yeah. Yeah, one thing to add to that, I think, um, 
uh, is like gratitude, yes. right? Like, um, uh, you know, with a fixed mindset is it comes, tends to come along this kind of uh, entitlement idea. Yeah. I should have this, I should have that, you know, and, yeah. and I should have the next thing or I should have, but, but why? Right, like there are people who are living out there with much less than than, than us. Yeah. Right, like uh, Ben Bergeron, uh, coach of Katrin, David's daughter, and Matt Matt Fraser, yep. you know, CrossFit champions. You know, he's got a saying. It's like you get to do what, what you're you doing. Do, yeah. Right, you get to do it. All this suffering you're doing, you get to do it. You get to, you. You know, people complain about not having the the um, the latest iPhone, whatever. Right. If you've got a hundred dollars saved in your account. I think you're in the top, it's like the top 10%. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, of wealth in the world, or 12%, or something along those lines. Jeez, I'm fucking rich. Right, yeah, well, no, but that's the thing, right? Like, and that's the thing, like, and but we complain, oh, traffic yeah. shit. You've, you've got money in your account. You can go and buy, you can, you can walk down to a shop and buy food. Dude, you're in a car. You're driving you're in, in a, a car. goddamn car right? with air conditioning. Yeah, right, like, you get to do this. You get to be healthy. You get the choice, you know? P- people have, like, these sicknesses and they don't get an opportunity to even like, like we're talking about like uh, um, terminal terminal yeah. illnesses, right? And they don't even get a choice. They have to deal with that, you know? But, but we get, we have an opportunity, right? We have an opportunity to uh, to do the things that we love. Yeah. We have an opportunity to make money. You know, we have an opportunity. And if we're in Australia, it's even better. Even if you don't want to go out and make money, the government will just give yeah. you money, right? <laughs> like they'll just give you money, you know? And it'll give you a lot of it too, Yeah. right? So. Like, yeah, I think that goes on a massive, massive, massive part of it, right? Yeah. Um, I, like, I find that the people who are successful, and I don't know whether it's, whether it's something that they picked up along the way. Some of them, it, it seems to be like an innate thing that they've had from when they were young and that. But they have a bigger picture outside of serving themselves which is what is which makes them successful yeah i agree right like um elon musk for example like he has this dream of sending people to 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 mars and yeah. the moon and all that kind of stuff right uh it's got nothing to do with him it's about you know pushing forward humanity yeah do you know and that's what like drives people yeah do you know uh, uh I can't remember what Bill, what, what, what Bill Gates, off the top of my head, it was something along the lines of putting, putting a, a, uh, a computer in every household of America or something like that. Yeah. Right? Because he saw the power of it. Right? Or that may, may have been the uh, Microsoft one. But yeah, like, they're successful because there's a bigger picture for them. You know? And that's the, they're great, they're, there's a gratitude attached to it that drives them forward where, in the worst conditions possible, it's like, no matter how bad I'm feeling, I get an opportunity to do it, and it could be significantly worse. Yeah. Significantly worse, right? Uh, I, I encourage people to read uh, the, um, what's, what's the book called now? Uh, search. Yeah, it's The Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. Um, by Viktor Frankl. Yeah. And you know, he talks about it, he talks about the perspective of being in a prison camp, and he was he was in a prison camp uh, as one of the prisoners, and he was a psychologist, and he spoke at it from the perspective of a, an actual prisoner and from what he saw around the people around him. Yeah, you know, and 
that they said the people that were grateful that they could live another day were more likely to survive yeah. than the ones who were like, I don't, oh, I shouldn't be here, I shouldn't be in this situation, you know, but other people making the most of it, yeah. you know? And when you start to think about that, thank, you know, th- thank our stars that we don't have to ever, potentially not have to, have to face that again, things could be significantly worse, worse. than I what we have do. now, you know? Yeah, so, the, you know, along with all that growth mindset, definitely a, a, t- a lot of gratitude can yeah. underpin and create that for you. So if someone wanted to develop this kind of mindset, this type of resilience and, like, grit, if you want to call it, how would they do that? I have a few steps here, but let's see, like, what you would you would say. Do you have any ideas? So I would, I encourage people to, if you want to, if you, if you first you've got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Right? You've got to see that, okay... The way that I see things, the way that I approach things has a specific, I'm seeing things in a certain way. Because it's not until you have that kind of self-reflection and self-awareness that you can start shifting things across. Yeah. Right? Because you, you can hear all this stuff that we're saying and you can hear that, okay, I need to have a growth mindset because it, 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 cre- it increases my chances of finding happiness and success, success and, and, all, and all, the, all the great stuff that come along with it. Um, but you can hear all that. But if you think that you, oh, I don't need that, or you think that I've already got that, when in reality you don't, then you're not gonna, you're not gonna start the journey. Because you're always fighting against this idea that I'm already there, I'm already there. And what's, and that's, you know, that's an entitlement piece. What's, what's coming to me has, should be coming to me anyway, yeah. kind of thing, right? For sure, man. Yeah, so it starts with self-awareness first. Um, you know, start looking, start looking at everything as an opportunity. So I think that's a big piece, like, Looking at things like, you know, uh, whatever activities I do, no matter what the result of it, there's an opportunity that I get out of this. Yeah. And I don't mean like I'm gonna I'm gonna find what's best for me out of it, but there's something I can learn. That's probably it. there's something I can learn from this task that's right ahead of me. Yeah. You know, even the most menial tasks, like washing dishes, right? Yeah. Like, could you do it faster? Could you figure out how to use less water? Could you find a way to multitask? To you know, to to still have enough focus to get the job done very well, but still be able to do something else like maybe uh, put on a podcast or something, or put yeah. on some some inspiring things. Yeah, it's meditation. Yeah, it's the best, right? Like figure out how you can meditate and watch dishes. Dude, some at the same people time. get this like tranquility from cleaning. Like my, I honestly think my parents or my mom gets like zen out when she cleans. Yeah. So like, I find if that's your thing, like do it. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Like, and, and that's what it is because you're so focused on the task at hand that it everything else can kind of simmer and, and go away, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, firstly, you know, finding out exactly, being honest with yourself, what kind of mindset do I do? What do I have? And even better is the thing, right? People with growth mindset are always thinking, I've got to fix mindset, I've got to fix this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they're always evolving, they're always learning how to do things better. Yeah. But once you're set on like, this is what I am and this is who I am and nothing's ever going to change and yeah. my circumstances are the worst and blah, 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 blah. All right, that's the first step, you know? Then it's starting to look at everything as an opportunity, starting to implement, uh, you know, um, uh, thoughts of gratitude yeah. into your day. Uh, and you know, literally you tick those three things and you're on your way to having a growth mindset. Yeah, man. You know? So how about I read out to you the few dot points I have? Yep. Oh, pardon me. And then you tell me if you agree, you don't agree in anything you feel like you need to add. Yep. Yep. So the first one is focus on your language choice, both with yourself and towards others. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a really important one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that definitely ties in with the self-awareness, right? Yeah. What's, what are you thinking in your head? 
what are you saying? How are the words that you're using? Because you know the, what you're vocalizing is what's going on in your head. Yeah. All right. Like uh, the the point they make here is that too often um, we praise kids for being naturally smart instead of putting the hard work in mm-hmm. to get that result. Yeah. 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 All right. Second point: surround yourself with people who persevere. Yeah. 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 So we touched we on that before, that. right? Like you are the you are the sum of the people around you. Yeah. You know, if you see everybody else pushing and getting into the habit of pushing, that becomes a norm for you. Striving is the norm for you. You know, like. Um, so surrounding yourself with the people who are going to pull you yeah. to that next level. I think the, the quote that stuck with me for a long time is that if you are the smartest person in the room, then get out of that room, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. And it, you know, it applies to you know, fitness levels and all that. And even still, right, like people will be like, well, I don't know where I can find these people or I don't know, I can't, it changes my whole lifestyle or it changes this, you have to, to change my social group or whatever else, then be the leader. Yeah. Right? Like, you be the one that stands out and does, does the right things to get you where you want to get to, right? Like, you pull the people up. You, you bring somebody, you, you work with somebody. This is that, that the gratitude piece, right? Yeah. You're fortunate enough to have, the, um, to have gotten, to yourself, gotten yourself to a certain spot. Somebody else probably needs that help. Yeah. Go help them. I use an example in the gym, right? If you've been training for long enough in the gym, right? Uh, go help somebody. Yeah. Teach them something that you know. Talk to them about about what they could do better, and it might even be something as simple as, "Hey, you know, how, w- w- what do you eat for breakfast?" Oh, you know, I try, I, I eat this. You know, if you ever get bored, maybe you can try something like that. Not yeah. Pushing the the perspective on it. Option and yeah, we're giving you an option because that's what people are looking for. Yeah. You know, like observe what people are like. You don't have to go and instill your what your your perception is, but like, you know, may, you know, maybe maybe try this or something along those lines. You yeah. Know, you know. Awesome. All right. Adopt a flexible thinking pattern. Adopt a flexible thinking pattern. So being less rigid in your thoughts and actions allows for resilience and grit to blossom. Yeah. So open-mindedness. Yes. All right. So uh, oh, there's so many different perspectives you could take on this one. You know, we look at, we look at the reason why we became OPEX. All right. Um, we, we were CrossFit for such a long time where biceps and uh, bicep curls and bench press were weren't the. I don't some, think I benched for like a whole year, dude. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, was, you know, it was something to laugh at, you yeah. know, like leg press. Like, who the hell does leg press? It's not functional, and so on and so forth, right? But certain people need those things yeah. for certain things, all right? And uh, you know, we can look at the nutrition piece. Uh, for some people, you know. Uh, eating copious amounts of protein doesn't work. For some people, eating uh, animal meat doesn't work. That's cool, right? But it doesn't mean that we have to push specific things on them. We may believe in certain principles, but being open to it because, you know, we're all wrong at some stage, right? The the world evolves so fast that you're going to be wrong at some stage. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so number four is set small goals that align with your purpose. Yeah. So I think basically what they're saying here is like, have that grittiness, have that perseverance, do that every day, the things that are required to get to that, that end goal, right? Yeah. Look, I think, I think to, you know, to go dig into that a little bit deeper as well, like goal setting is super important. Yeah. You know, we, again, people don't do it because, and people are like, I don't want to set a goal. I don't want to hit a number. I don't want to do X because I'm going to fail. I'm scared I'm going to fail. 
and you know did basically what the whole podcast that we talked about I'm like it's there's nothing wrong with failing yeah as long as you can learn something from it do you know the you know the uh, you set the goal the goal is for, is process focus so let's use weight loss somebody wants to lose 10 kilos okay your northern star is the 10 kilos that's that's what the end thing looks like you know why you want to do it you understand why you want to do it your goal should be well tomorrow I'm going to do X when I eat 10 shades of vegetables yeah I'm going to chew my food because it's all process oriented yeah and you follow that process and you make that goal and you make that goal for another day and you make that goal for another day and then you make the goal for a week and this is why a lot of the things have like a lot of these uh, apps on phones have like streaks like win streaks or yeah. things like that. because people like I've got to get to the next one yeah man it's like that whole snapchat like I was so hooked into that snapchat streak for so long bro yeah yeah, yeah. tried to keep it going for like hundreds of days so you explain this you explain this to me so like you said like game streaks right snapchat has this thing where like if you send people streaks and you continuously send back and forth to each other yeah. you get like a number and then as it progresses the symbol changes it's almost like a leveling system yeah, right? Right, right, right and i was right. so hooked and i was like if i didn't send i would get stressed out or they would get stressed out and i was like oh my god i've heard interesting stories about this where like kills me where like people in relationships would see like why is that person in your streak thing or whatever it is kind of thing <laughs> Probably. right I, I think, is that what they were, what they were referring <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. and they'll like have a massive Dude, fight and like there you full go on out yeah it's right bad. yeah and that's and that's that's kind of the concept of it and that's how things work though right like we let's use psychology to aid us in where we want to get to yeah man so i say like if you have a goal put a calendar and cross off every single day that you achieve your goal yeah. and try and get keep that streak going yeah right like and you'll find that you keep that streak going and all of a sudden everything will start to fall into place because it's not the end goal it's yeah. not the date it's you doing the thing that you need to do today yeah it's right like you're, you're right, right? Like that, that whole last time, last podcast we spoke about like myself and crossing things off and yep. you're right. I think it's a very good motivator, right? Like I noticed that I, I often cross stuff off on my list. I have a big yearly plan and I cross off my days. It just helps you like, all right, I've done this. I'm moving on to the next one. It's yep. like a, you're very process focused, yeah, right? Definitely. Definitely. And you got to understand it. it needs to be process focused. Like, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, we talk about weight loss and people look at the scales and, and the numbers on the scales and all that kind of stuff. Now, Something that's so variable, like weight scales on a weight, you can't tie to that. Yeah. But something like doing the the activities that you need to do and using that as your benchmark, is 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 significant. Yeah. It can make some amazing changes for you. You know. So, you know, obviously understanding what the important benchmarks are and the important things that you should be tracking. Uh, there was a people started talking about you know, with the Fitbit and all the new uh, step tracking advices, devices, people were getting tied to, 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 to tracking how many steps they were taking and they had to go out and do their steps. Is that such a bad thing? No, right? it's not. Like you're, 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 doing, you're doing the things that are, that are gonna make you healthy. Yeah, you're tied to a number and it's gonna be a, a process and it's gonna be a structure, but what's wrong with that process and structure? Yeah. Right, if it means that you do 10,000 steps over a year, and everything else is fantastic and you, you're healthier and so on and so forth, it doesn't matter. Yeah, dude, I agree with you to some extent. Yeah. Yes, do it. But if, if you need to squeeze in that extra thousand steps and it's fucking 10 o'clock at night and you still stress it out and like go do it and like yeah. maybe in that situation, look, don't I, get too tied to it. Yeah, look, I guess we can always go too far in, yeah, in, each, I agree. in, in, in each direction. But again, like, this is, what I, this is what I said. Like, if that's your priority, Right, like yeah. so be. It. If you've said this is the thing that I'm going to do every single day, 
and it means that you get six hours sleep, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. But just understand what the consequences are of that. Like, good. And be mindful about that and be okay with that. Yeah. You can't have six hours sleep and then the next day, and then because you stayed up an extra half an hour to do your, to gather an extra thousand steps and then wake up the next day and be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I hate life. Well, you did it yourself. Yeah. All right. Your fault. Be happy that you get to wake up and track your steps. And that's the biggest priority that you have. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, Final one. Yeah. Build time in your day for reflection and gratitude, yeah, which is yeah. what you said before. Yeah. All right. Like, always. Reflection is just a way to, to audit ourselves. Yeah. Do you know? In a, in a world where our attention's been pulled so far away yeah. from who we are in the present moment, we have to audit ourselves. Yeah. You have to, right? Like, uh, you're constantly checking our phones, we're constantly like getting updates on emails, we're constantly looking what's on television, you know, uh, people rush, rush home and get so angry at traffic and it's like, why are you angry for? Because it's gonna make me late. What are you gonna be late for? Don't have an answer. <laughs> yeah. Right? Don't have an answer. Well, uh, you know, I need my downtime. Well, you're spending 90 minutes on your phone before you go to sleep anyway. What's an hour 20 instead of an hour, instead of an hour and a half because of traffic? You're getting angry for no reason, Yeah. right? So, you know, like, yeah, be grateful for what you have. Be mindful, audit yourself. Uh, you know, if you want to take another step for that, find people who have that growth mindset or you see are at that next level and ask them to audit you. Yeah. Ask them to help you. Yeah. Do you know, like, um, if they're in a growth mindset, I'm sure they're gonna, they'd be absolutely over the world to help someone else grow. Yeah. You know, so get them to audit you. Get them to, to tell you the things that, and be open about it. Don't take offense to it. Yeah. You know, like, that's how you're gonna get better. Awesome, dude. Yeah. So those, that was five kind of ways that you could work towards making a, a better, or moving into a growth mindset. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanna add? No, I think like read, 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 like yeah. go read that book by Carol Dweck. How about we quickly summarize all the key points of what we said today, right? Yeah, yeah. So adherence, consistency, do the shit you need to, to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Um, know what you want to do, know the results, understand that there's a process involved and yeah. that you're going to have to put the work in to get yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. So understand your Northern star and understand that you should be focused on the process Yeah. with a, with a Northern star guiding you and directing you where you want to head. Yeah. Use the traffic light system to assign a color to the activities you do. Um, try to transition things over to an amber and a green. We don't want work to be a red. We don't want work to be taking away from you. We don't want, I don't know, if, if it's a red, you need to figure out a way to make it an amber or a green. Yeah. Um, find what you love. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know what we said there, but that's fine. <laughs> we, didn't um, we didn't touch on this subject. Did we not? No, we didn't even touch on it. <laughs> do we want to continue it? Or like, yeah, do let's we go just... on to it. Let's talk about that. Did we, are you sure we did it? Yeah, we did it. We did it. So that's when you were stop? saying, you know, we're going to reflect, we're going to talk about no, the right. traffic light. I'm sure light. we did, right? Because like, we went, we, we started after we jumped to that. Yeah? Yeah, we jumped to that. All right. Well, yeah. let's go then. All right. Go. So um, finding what you love about the process. Okay. Uh, so the, the idea behind that is, okay, you've got to enjoy it. Adherence is key, and the only way you can adhere to it is to figure out how the hell you can enjoy it, right? Because, you know, it's, if, if you want to make a million dollars, it means you're going to have to work, and it means that you have to find a way to enjoy the work to a degree, or find something about the work it is that you, you're doing to it that you need to enjoy 
um, about it so that everything else doesn't seem so it doesn't seem as so much of a of a chore yeah the more you see it of a chore the less like, like the harder it is like you, you're fighting against the wind yeah there right whereas if you find a way that you can make it something that you enjoy doing um you know again this is where we talked about the physio the, the psychological aspect of crossing things off because people are like oh yeah i've done that tick and you yeah. get a little um dopamine hit yeah right and so you know we've got to get that next dopamine hit so you know tick that off and so on and so forth so find what you love about the process you know uh find out what you love about coming to the gym even if it's sociable like figure out if it's a social aspect of it the ones that the people that you love being social with hit them up hey man we hit in the gym today you know be excited make them excited about it you know because yeah. that's going to create it easier for you yeah. kind of thing um yeah so find out what you love about the process i hear you have a bit of a traffic light all right so now i should try to explain it all right guys so i have a traffic light system i'm I'm almost certain i did explain this but i'll do it again so we have a traffic light system that i help i use with my guys to help them figure out what activities in their life are helping push them forward and what is kind of holding them back and taking away from them right so anything that is a green light will be adding to you pushing you forward helping you do better right Anything amber is like, meh, I know it needs to be done, but it's like not my most favorite thing. And reds are things that are moving you back, taking away from you, right? And you need to assign these light colored lights to activities you do in life to help you identify what parts are taking away from you and what parts are helping moving you forward, right? I'll give you an example, right? So mowing the lawn. For some people, mowing the lawn is tranquil it's like time that they get to themselves they just need to do some work it's a green light for some people it's a red light if it's a red light don't do it if, if it if it means you need to pay someone twenty dollars so that you can spend the hour playing with your kids and turn it into a green light that's what you need to do mm. don't do the activities that are red because they're taking away from you and then by the end of it you're like you're you're resentful you're angry you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely and that's that's amazing that's amazing um we should do a workshop on that. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely do that. I like that stuff. I feel like there's a, a mindset of success workshop coming up very soon. Oh, sounds good, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool. That's cool. So um, so from what I can hear, uh, you're just, you're in, a, in, in, in essence, prioritizing. Yeah, you're prioritizing. What, you know, uh, what's important for you? What are the absolute, what's, what isn't conducive to your goals, but are absolutely necessary for yeah. daily life. Like sometimes I often feel like people don't intentionally do things that don't align with their goals. They don't just realize, they don't realize that this is a red. They don't realize that this is taking away from them. Yeah. And this simple activity is a way for them to recognize that. And as soon as they recognize it, they're like, all right, cool. That's not for me. I'm going to find a way to turn that into a green. Yeah, but yeah. often people kind of just go with the flow and like let things happen and don't really give it too much thought, which yeah. is the problem. Are there any things that you find are absolutely always red? like um no man it really varies hey like i've heard people say like traffic is a red but i've also heard people that say traffic is a green because for those people it's like i put on a podcast like i've got an hour to myself i don't need to worry about anyone else so it really varies hey there there aren't any like maybe i don't have enough data points but like from my knowledge there aren't too many definites it really depends on a person by person basis and kind of where they're at on their spectrum of like mindset. And can that can, can those traffic lights change? Yeah, they can, man. So like, that that's it. The person I was speaking to initially didn't like traffic. But once we realized that they could, 
they could do more than just sit there and be angry in that one hour. And they're like, oh, cool, right? I'm not wasting an hour anymore, right? Yeah. Now that at first it was just music. At first we would just have to get music blaring and let them dance. Yeah. And after that was boring. Yeah, right. And after a while it'd be like, all right, cool. Let's do something else with that time. How about you listen to this beauty podcaster or you listen to this like. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever floats your boat for an hour, listen to that podcast, right? Yeah, right you're right. you're learning a little bit more about it. You're not so pissed off about the traffic, that stop and start traffic, and the hour will probably flow by a lot faster. Yeah, okay. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Definitely got to do a, a work. Done, bro, done. Yeah, cool. Um, so now we've gone through finding what you love about the process right? and the traffic light system. Cool. And then we went over what is a fixed versus growth mindset. Yeah. Um, and then kind of just how to transition into a more. That was the five steps that we ended with yep. before. Yep. And then... So we've got doing what you need whilst enjoying it, right? Yeah. So there are things that you're going to um, have to do. Uh, core work, for example, yes. in the gym, right? Like, uh, you know, front leaning rests and uh, planks and all that kind of stuff. Yes. I use that as an example. You know, we have to get stronger in that because it helps us get stronger in the other lifts, yep. all right? Which allows us to lift more, which allows us to burn more calories, which allows us to um, lose more weight, yeah. get better body composition, become faster, become stronger. So, you know, it sucks trying to, you know, plank for five sets of 60 seconds, but there's, you know, we, we got to figure out how, again, like we said, doing what you love, what you love about the process and enjoy it, yeah. all right? Because it, it's, it's not about... It's not about doing the things that we like to do all the time. We have to do. We do have to do those sh those really shitty things sometimes, um, even if it is in the red light. Because unfortunately, you can't pay someone twenty dollars to do the uh, to do your planks for you. Yep, yep. All right. But again, like that's where that growth mindset comes in. Yeah. Understanding that you're growing with these kind of things more than anything. Awesome, dude. So I think that's basically it. We've been chatting for quite a while. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Do you want to end up with our sponsorship? Uh, our sponsorship, because I've got red in my head, so I think beetroot is probably the way that we're going to go. Yeah? Yeah. So awesome, we're sponsored dude. by beetroot today. Get some beetroot into you. Good antioxidants. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, guys. Ciao. Have a good one.